get floored with JT from Black Bear Coatings and Concrete, the podcast dedicated to resinous coatings and commercial industrial floor systems. If you've ever wanted to learn about the process of designing, installing, repairing, or maintaining a flooring solution for your business, this is the podcast for you. In this episode, we're going head-to-head with the pros and cons of polished concrete. So, let's get to it. Here we go. Last episode was part two on the pros and cons of polished concrete. This episode is part three, and it's all about Black Bear's process for installing polished concrete. Learn how they actually do it in this week's episode, which starts now. So would you, how would, is polished concrete cost effective? Yes, it is, but it also depends on how the end user is gonna use it. You know, it would be like me asking you the question, are race tires cost effective? You know, how can you answer that? It really depends on where you're using your car and how you're using it. Race tires aren't effective in New England if you're driving in the snow, but it may be effective if you're on the track. Can you, can you go into your, your, your process for installing polished concrete? So how do you actually do it? And what's, what's, what's the process? Okay. So polished concrete actually consists of three large buckets of steps. It consists of grinding, it consists of honing, and it consists of polishing. Each step is sequentially closing the porosity of the floor, meaning concrete by nature is porous. If you were to look at a concrete floor microscopically or with a big magnifying glass, you would see all little pores in the floor and imperfections and capillaries. When you start the grinding process of polished concrete, you typically start with a 30-grit diamond. Now, that 30-grit diamond could be a 6-grit diamond. It could be a 16-grit diamond. Much of it depends on how hard or how soft the concrete is. And not to go off on a tangent, but when we're polishing floors, hard concrete requires soft diamonds and soft concrete requires hard diamonds, You know, which is typically opposite of what most people would expect. The reason is, is that diamonds work on rotational speed as they're diamond impregnated into like an epoxy resin and the epoxy burns off, exposes the diamond, and that's what you're preparing or polishing or grinding the floor with. So when you start polishing a floor, let's just assume it's a normal standard floor and we start with a 30 grit diamond. We start with metal segment diamonds. So we would start with a 30 grit diamond. We run our machine, which is approximately 36 inches wide, north and south on the floor. And then we do what's called the cross cut east and west with the same 30 grit diamond. The reason we do that is because we want to plane the floor and make it as flat as possible. Okay. Now, when you're doing a surface 36 inches at a time, if you're on a large surface, let's say it's 10,000 feet, you know, 100 by 100 as an example, you know, it's time consuming to run a machine that's 36 inches north, south, north, south, north, south, and east, west. But it's the proper way to plane a floor. So you don't get waves or you don't get cornrows and things like that. So from 30 grit diamonds, we'll transition, 30 grit metal diamonds, we'll transition to an 80 grit metal diamond. Um, Then we'll transition to a 100 grit metal diamond. And that's all part of the grinding process. When we get into the honing process, we'll switch to either a hybrid diamond, which is a mix of a resin and a metal, or we'll switch right to resins and we'll go to an 80 grit then we go to 100 grit, then we go to 200 grit. 
And that typically ends the honing process. That's when we're really starting to, if you know what you're looking for, what we call in the industry, Papa Shine. Now at 200 grit, we densify the floor. Now densification is important. Densifiers are uh, colloidal silicates, which means that, let me step back. When we grind our initial floor, the hardest part of a concrete floor is the surface. It's what people either call the cream, it's what the burned finish is. And when we grind the floor with a 30 grit diamond, we're removing that. So we have to reconstitute the hardness of the concrete. Now, when you pour a slab, if you were to pour a 10 by 10 section of concrete and you have a potential of 100 units of concrete that would harden, you never get more than 65 to 75 units of hardened concrete. And so what that means is inside of the slab, you have what we call free radicals. And they're the byproduct of the reaction that actually makes concrete hard. People will often use cement and concrete as the same word, and they're completely different. Cement is an additive that goes into concrete that when mixed with water, sand, and aggregate, hardens it. So part of those unreacted units, right, part of the byproduct of the cement that doesn't interact and harden, you know, you can have potassium, you can have sodium, you can have chloride, um, and they're all inside of the concrete. If you've ever walked down a sidewalk in New England and you'll see like concrete deteriorating, the reason that you're seeing it deteriorating is because moisture is entering the slab, moisture is interacting with the free radicals or the unreacted salts, and it's causing the concrete to restart the reaction and deteriorate. The reason it deteriorates is because there's not an agent in there to harden it again. And that's where densification becomes important. So the reason we densify at 200 grit is we use the colloidal silicate, some are potassium based, some are so sodium based, um, and you basically spray the floor down, you densify to what we call as rejection, and the densifier scavenges the free radicals and it bonds to them, reconstituting the hard part of the floor. Some floors you can get away with doing it once, some floors you have to do it twice, some floors that are extremely porous, which usually leads to a poor placement when the concrete was installed, you could do four or five times. The idea is we want the concrete to be as hard as possible. So when we transition from that 200 grit process, the 200 grit resin, and we start entering the polishing part of polished concrete, we're gonna be densifying at 200, we switch to a 400 grit resin, we're entering the polishing phase, then we could do an 800 grit finish, we could do a 1500 grit finish, we could do a 3000 grit. The final grit of diamond that we end up on is usually dictated by a specification. If there's no specification, we typically would recommend an 800 grit for a moderately shiny floor, a 400 grit for a low sheen floor. Um, the sheen is independent. You know, the reason we do a sheen really depends on the end use of the place. Um, we can get into that afterwards. But as part of the final process of polished concrete, we burnish the floor. So let's say we finish the floor at an 800 grit. What comes next is we use what's called the guard. Now, this is one of the most confusing parts in our business because guard is technically a sealer. Now, without going into a deep rabbit hole, you can have acrylic sealers, you can have epoxy sealers, you can have urethane sealers, right? But this guard is a modified densifier. So densifiers have really small molecule sizes. The guard increases the molecule size because you mix it with water. So what happens is when you spray it on the surface, 
The idea is to fill in any of the pores that have not been closed by the polishing process. So even at an 800 grit finish or a 1500 grit finish, you look under that floor microscopically and you're going to see pores. So the idea of the guard or the sealer is we spray the floor down with a guard or the sealer. We go over the floor with what's called a burnisher. The burnisher is a specific tool. Um, if you don't know what a burnisher is, think about when they wax floors. They'll buff the floor. It's the same thing except designed for polished concrete. We use what's called a diamond impregnated, sorry, a diamond impregnated heat pad. And so what that does is through heat and through burnishing the floor. So essentially, I don't want to use the word grinding to confuse people, but you're running the burnisher. It spins this pad at a very high speed. It generates heat, which essentially melts. Technically, it's not the right word, but for this purpose, we can use it. It'll melt the guard into the remaining pores, and then it shines the guard. So your wear surface on a polished concrete where your foot touches the floor, it's actually touching the guard, not the concrete directly. So if you ever go into a Home Depot floor and you actually look, you'll see what we call cow paths, where in the middle of the aisle, you'll see really dull surfaces, but on the left and the right, it's a little bit shinier. That's because the sacrificial surface or the wear surface has dissipated. That's why maintenance of polished floors are so important, because your wear surface is the guard, and that's what you're constantly maintaining. So, long answer to your question, that's polished concrete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. On the next episode, JT will give even more insight into polished concrete and other flooring solutions. If you want to learn more about Black Bear's commercial flooring services, you can visit them at blackbearconcrete.com. Subscribe to the blog and follow Black Bear on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn for future updates and flooring tips. If you have any questions you'd like to ask JT, submit them on social media and we'll get them answered on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and we'll be back again soon with another episode. Sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. The music is from Audio Jungle.